Hello and welcome to Bearbush Traders Podcast Talk with Traders. In this episode, Thor and I talk about trading and probabilities and how that mindset can really improve your trading. We also share several tips that have helped us get out of losing streak by thinking in probability and resetting. Let's jump into episode number seven, trading with probabilities in mind. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bearbush Traders Podcast. My name is Carlos Moreta alongside Thor Young. And today we're going to be talking about probabilities, the numbers game, especially for anyone that's uh, struggling with trading as far as, you know, not finding consistency, not being able to get out of a losing streak, which is, I know is something that a lot of, some of you guys actually emailed us on, and we got a couple of emails to our podcast uh, uh, email address. So you can always email us, by the way, at podcast at bearbootraders.com. And um, we got a couple of suggestions and, and feedback in regards to losing streaks and how to break from a losing streak. So today we'll get into that. And I think a good way to tie in, tie into that is the, you know, thinking in probabilities, which I'm sure many of you guys heard, but we're going to do a d deep dive into that. But before we jump into that subject, Thor, man, how you been? How's everything this week? Oh, man, so good to hear from you. Um, also, hello to everybody out there in the in the podcast land, you know, tuning in on one of a myriad of platforms that were we're blasting this thing out to um, really been enjoying the feedback from everybody. Um, today's episode, as Carlos mentioned, we got a ton of uh, emails from everyone about various things and all of the emails, you know, where we, I don't know if we need to center one particular one out because all of them seem to kind of focus in this same general, like mental game around trading, you know, like you said, um, you know, how to get out of a losing streak, th these kind of different kind of concepts. So, you know, loud and clear people, we hear what you're, we hear what you're looking for. So we're going to get into that. Um, the market yeah. has been, we got fun stuff in the market right now this week. Um, we've been a little choppier, uh, this market as we've been digesting numbers. But, um, as we record this podcast, we recently had some CPI numbers that came out. Um, and that has gotten things quite a bit spicier, um, in the market, although it really hasn't sold off or really even rallied, we've had these really big swings. Yeah, um, as yeah. we're, we're starting to, to have a little bit of volatility come in here. So fun market, good time to really be focused when you have this extra volatility on that mental game of trading. So um, yeah. for everybody, we got that coming at you in this one hot for sure. How yeah. about your you, brother? How how's your week been? How's the family? How's life? Week was good. Family's good. Everyone's doing well. No one is, you know, no one is sick because we went through a stretch there during, you know, uh, January and December where the kids just kept getting sick with the daycare and everything. So everyone is uh, very healthy for a stretch of about a three weeks now, man. So nice. me and my wife are enjoying that because when they're good, that's a winning situation there. <laughs> yeah, when they're good, they're sleeping. We're sleeping. Everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so, nice. So, uh, hopefully that, that dad continues. life on that one. Um, a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of our fans, you know, uh, Carlos and I are are both uh, fathers. Um, you know, Carlos has a couple of rugs. I've got a couple of rugs. So um, we, yeah. we we often one of the biggest things we have against our mental game in trading is actually just being well rested, um, being focused. Yes. You yes. know, ready to do your job because you know it's like you got to wake up in the morning. You're trying to get kids out the door, get them ready, mm -hmm. get them clean, get you know things going, packed up, whatever. 50 different things their school has planned for them that oh, day. Absolutely. Then you got to get that out and you got to jump into the saddle. You worse than most, man, because you got that pre-market show to do. So you don't you don't have yeah. nothing for time, man. I at least get like a half hour to start putting my list together. You're just, you're full hot I, right I, off I'm the bat. You got to jump right in. People are like, Carlos, where are those magic levels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a, the morning. It's a, it's like a drill sergeant here, right? Everything gets got to go, 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 go. So yeah. definitely gets, it gets me uh, nice and awake. Um, but yeah, guys, so 
let's dive into some of this uh, as far as um, our, our show this this uh, this evening. And this is episode number seven, by the way, um, which yeah. again, uh, lucky number seven, lucky number seven. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things that we see when traders first come to uh, to realize, hey, I'm in a losing streak and I haven't had a winning train five, seven, you know, days or even mm. at some points, even two weeks. My longest streak, by the way, was two weeks, two weeks. I cannot literally could not buy a winning trade. And it looks like the the harder I tried to get a winning trade, you know, the more mistakes I did and just the 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 bigger or quicker the looser was, right? It was just, it's it's like this domino effect or like spiraling out of control where everything seems mm. to just go wrong. Like you just you just can't break out of it. And and uh and there's a couple of things you can do to be able to, you know, gain that confidence against and trust in probabilities and trust in the numbers and and get your mind game to realize, okay, I'm in a funk. I can get out of this. You know, here's the things that I know that have worked for me in the past that I can do going forward, right? Um, because it's it's definitely not easy. And it, I don't know how long was your losing streak. Yeah, um, I went on a really long losing streak for a while, which actually continued pretty well. I'm on a. I'm so far. I'm doing pretty good this uh, this year. I haven't had any red days yet this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but that being said. Again, I don't, this is all, and we can talk a little bit more about risk versus reward and, and the, you know, maybe either a different episode or later in this one, we talk a lot about how, you know, it's kind of like a money ball thing. I'm a, I'm a base hitter. I'm really good at getting on base. So I have a really high hit rate. So I yeah. rarely have red days. That being said, though, I don't really have any really big green days either because my risk yeah. management yeah. is so tight. Um, I, I don't really lose a lot of money, but that actually hinders me from making a lot of money. So, and then we have other BBT uh, moderators like my boy Eamon, who's one of the best risk managers I've ever met. Um, is you know um, also a prodigy, you know, doctor, whatever. Nobody likes mm -hmm, him because mm -hmm. he's too awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he he does almost the opposite, right? He'll endure seven or eight losses, two or three losing days in a row, and then in the course of one or two days will blow out 60R, 70R, you know what I mean? Make all of that back and then because he, he uses these pinpoint strategies that have very, very small entries with very wide targets. So he gets right. a lot of shares at a tight risk. He's going to take more stop that way. But when he gets it, they're home runs, right? So he, he makes a lot. So, you know, it, it is a little subjective there. But yeah, I've been fortunate enough that I'm, I'm really good at reading market movement. So I tend to get a little piece of the pie before I get stopped out. Um, so I don't encounter a lot of loss. That being said, like if you're really looking at you're going into a long drawdown, because I have also had two week long drawdowns, right? Yeah, so yeah. so that's not something I've been impervious to. And I've certainly had moments where that's happened. So the first thing for getting out of that losing streak is the first thing I want to ask myself is, is it me or is it the system? Right. Because inevitably it, the buck stops in one of two places and it's rarely a combination of the two, although it mm -hmm. can be, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, but, you know, it's generically you or the system. Right. H have I done something to me and my personality, the way I'm managing trades that has tra changed something? Right. Or has the system stopped performing? And that is something that can happen. Right. You can be learning to trade in a bull market. Though it's strong market can be very strong for two weeks, three weeks, four mm -hmm. weeks at a time and then go into a distribution phase. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. not even that the market's weak right now. It's just selling because we've reached an area of profit where people who bought before are now selling and that stalls the price for a little while. But if you're a momentum trader, that environment's going to suck for you because mm -hmm. you yeah. don't get momentum now. You're distributing, you know, so you're selling your lateral. 
right? You're moving sideways. This is where I make a lot of money, right? Because I'm a range trader. So while it's chopping around, you know, I'm I'm making money, you're frustrated. And then when it starts running, you're making money, I'm frustrated, right? We've yeah. all got moments yeah. where our strategies perform. So that's why you need to ask yourself first, is it me or the system? You know, if you're executing well still every single day, but you're drawing down, something has changed in the market. Something systematically needs to be accounted for. If you look at it and you just see a laundry list of broken rules, you know, that's where you need to start, right? The, the first thing you have to do is execute. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And like, execution is key. And, and if in some cases what happens is you could have been doing everything right. The system could be right. It's just not working out. And this is just the rules of probabilities, right? You could do everything right. Your system could be in place and you're going to take these losses. I mean, um, we, we talk about mm -hmm. this quite a bit, you know, out of a, if you put it this way, right? So let's put some numbers together. Out of a hundred trades, right? Think about a hundred trades you're going to take out of that sample set, you are going to lose about 40% of them. Oh yeah. At best. And you can still be an amazing trader. So think about that, right? A hundred trades, you can, you're going to lose 40% of them. They're all going to come at different times. They're all not just going to sprinkle themselves all over the place to, you know, to keep your confidence up. So you're, for example, you know, going on, on winning three trades and losing one, winning three and losing one. It doesn't come that neat. That 40 can come bunched up all together where you're losing five yeah. trades in a row, you know, and there's nothing more frustrating to your confidence than to lose, you know, five trades in a row where you're going to take that uh, trade number six and now you're questioning uh, basically your entire life. <laughs> you're questioning. Yeah, we, we had started talking about this before, Carlos, man. You, yeah. And you're right too, man. Question your life. You know, so, and you're right about that. It can come all at the end. It can even come all at the beginning, mm -hmm. right? You can, you can, you can get all of your trades all in one nice spot right at the beginning. And, and, and then, you know, spend the rest of your day just losing money you know, yeah. because yeah. Yes. everything. So one, one concept that we were talking about right before, like, I don't know why we should just start recording right at the beginning, <laughs> edit stuff in. Anyway, yes, um, yes. we were talking about um, the concept of Price's Law, right? Yep. So for many of you who don't know what Price's Law is, it's it's this corporate concept, but it actually it's it's kind of like a, a law of nature in the way it presents. Which, but a lot of corporations use it, which basically is that the you know the majority or fifty percent of your production is going to come from the square root of whatever the number, you know, of you have. So if you have like, you know, we use this with employees. If you have nine employees, three of those employees are going to do 50% of your work, your ethic. Now pair that in with what Carlos is saying. Let's say you're going to lose at least like 40% of your trades or maybe even, you know, more, right? Now you pair that with the fact that, you know, the majority of your production comes from the minority of your trades. Mm -hmm. That really mm -hmm. starts to line up quite a bit. Right. Because yeah, you, you yeah. don't worry about those losing trades because those losing trades are not where your production's coming from. This is where you got to trust the numbers. Right. You got to you got to you have to really buy into the percentages and the way this works, because as you increase trading and what a lot of traders do that really screw things up is they start to trade more. They mm. say, oh, because the market mm -hmm. is difficult or choppy, I'm going yeah. to lower my risk and I'm going to increase my number of trades. Right. Which all of you have done is you have made the trades that uh -huh. you take yeah. less productive mm -hmm. and you've increased the number of production, which, according to these concepts, is the exact opposite of what you should do. If anything, on a difficult day, on a choppy day, you should be more specific, take less trades and increase your risk on the trades that actually match your setup.
right? Because you yeah. are more likely to do more production on those minority of trades than to just try and spread the wealth out. And you're just going to end up with a lot of diluted over trading. You're going to get eaten up by comms. You're not going to have a good day. You have to trust in your numbers no matter what that goes through, you know? Yeah, that, that is that is a great, great point, man. Not increase, not reducing risk and then increasing the number of trades because you're just going to become more frustrated, right? So um, yeah, actually just lose reducing, more yeah, reduce the number time. of trades. And if you like, also reduce the number of risk, but reduce the number of actual trades that you're executing. Uh, it's a great way to to get out of this this uh, situation. Uh, something else that you could do is, and and I and this helped me out quite a bit because I went through a, a two week span where again nothing was working. And what I did was I I had to visualize the trades. I had to visualize my actual trades. So what I did was I took um, I took a whiteboard. And I got a picture of this uh, probably a couple of years back. I, I posted on Twitter or, or Instagram. I don't recall. But uh, I took a whiteboard and I put um, for every trade that I took, I had to get up you know, and put whether it was green or red. And then I had mm. to put a, a V at the bottom where I violated, did I violate my rules or not? Whether it was green or red, you know, cause you can have a profitable trade and still oh, yeah. violate your rules, right? Those so are the you, worst trades. Those are the actually. worst trades, right? Those are the worst trades. Failure. Exactly, so you wanna note that down because it, hey, although this was green, I had a violation here. So I put a V under that under that number. And if I, if I can get a screenshot of that, I'm gonna put it on YouTube so you guys can see. Um, and it helped a lot because my rule was, okay, after every trade, I have to stand up from my desk. I got to walk across wherever it is, the whiteboard, and I got to put, uh, you know, what happened. And then this allowed me to reset. And what I did was I put a set of, I put 20, right? I put 20 lines and then all I had to do was circle red or green. By looking at the 20 lines, by visualizing the 20 lines, it made me realize that, hey, this one trade doesn't matter as much as this whole entire sample set yeah. for the week. So it made like me realize, that. you know, don't focus so much on this one trade. If it's a loser, no problem. Mark it down. If you violate your rules, mark it down. And there's going to be 20 other trades that are not all going to come today. This is for the entire week, right? Um, and it helped me out so much, man. I was able to get out of the, that losing streak because it put things into perspective and something that I can see. And we actually started using it for when we were doing mentor, group mentoring. We started using it as one of the tools. We created a whole spreadsheet around that. Uh, and Mike put together a nice program to be able to help other traders. And it, it was amazing, man, to, to not think about this one trade with so much weight on it. Um, they know it was making things actually worse. Well, and you're 100% right there, too. And the other concept being right is what we don't want to do is allow any one moment to jeopardize all the other moments, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so yeah. and this is what a lot of new traders do is you have five trades, six trades, seven trades, you're making one R, two R, three R, and then in one trade, draw down 20 R. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, you, and you completely blast out 10 R, 11 R, 12 R worth of accumulated work all in one big hit, right? Mm -hmm. Or in the instance of, you know, you know, it could be with 10 or 11 small hits because you're just outside your room and, you know, outside of your, your system and you just start trading like crazy, even when you're, and that's why I say don't lower the risk and increase the number of trades because you can still right. bleed out a, a little bit at a time, right? But the, the problem is, is with the lower risk, when you do hit your trade and win, mm -hmm. there will not be enough yeah. meat on the boat to offset the loss, that's right? So, so once yeah. you've taken so many losses, like let, let's say for instance, you run a four to one RVR, where you're trying to, if, if you risk $100, you're trying to make $400. Well, if it takes you four trades, 
then what you've done is you've risked $400 to make $400, mm-hmm. right? Because every time you put risk on, you're risking just because it was break even. That doesn't negate the fact that you put risk on, right? right so you're, yep. you're still over your day, you're, all, you're getting a one-to-one basically, right? And that's, that's not fantastic, but better than not, right? But at a certain point, once you start to lose trades, you're down 3R, 4R, 5R, it's better to actually stop trading, be done for the day, allow yourself to reset, and then come back the next day when the market conditions are maybe more favorable to your style, and then get back to trading. Because what the problem is, is you now basically on whatever is a bad day, right? We can, one way or the other, we have to acknowledge you're down 4R, which means you're not yeah. trading fantastically mm-hmm. because you've lost at least four trades if you're down by 4R in a row, most likely, right? What is the chances you're about to go on a hot win streak right now, right? I right. mean, it could right. happen or you could just keep bleeding your account out, right? And go down to 20R. And unfortunately, the way the probability works, right, is you're, 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 the probability is much less likely that you are now about to go on some amazing win streak hit three or four trades in a row and dig yourself out of the hole. The reality is it's just better to listen to those numbers, right? You don't want to take today and let today Mm -hmm. jeopardize tomorrow, right? You also don't want today to jeopardize yesterday. You just want today to be a a moment in time in which you are going to do the best in which you have, execute the best you can, and then move on. And if you can kind of compartmentalize that way and just keep from blowing out your account one way or the other, you can build consistency very quickly and execute well. And for me, that's the mental game. For me, yeah. the way to is being systematic, right? Yeah. I, I, I know how much money I'm willing to lose every day. I know what my goal is to win. I know what my monthly goal is. I know what my yearly goal is. I have goals for my account. I have a, you know, we, you and I, I believe, talked about this last episode. We've, you know, we, we've generated our own small business here. And that small business mm-hmm. has productivity mm-hmm. thoughts. But but it's like I'm looking at an overall P&L, right? My, my business wants to grow and that growth doesn't happen in any one day, right? right, right. And, and I certainly don't want to unravel it in any one day either. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. just want to generate consistent profits over the long term that I can use to pay my bills with, right? Because that's that's what we do. You know, we're day traders yeah. and we do it for a yeah. living. So got to pay those bills. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and if you think about, you know, uh, Thinking in probabilities is also going to help you understand that you need to stop out of trades. You know, you just got to stop out because the minute you start thinking in probabilities and you realize, okay, you know what? Not every trade is going to be a winner. I am going to lose, you know, 40% of the time. In some cases, we know of traders that lose 50% of the time, right? But that other 50% is able to cover the losers, right? The winners. Um, You know, you realize that I don't have to average down on this. I don't have to force this trade. You know, I can sit back, let my system do what it does. If I'm, if I get stopped out, then I'm out and that, that trade is done and you take a small loser because again, and I know we said this before, but there is so many traders, so many traders that, you know, it, it takes a couple of days to really draw down their account. And the worst part about it is that when you draw your account to the point where you're taking these heavy losses, it's very hard to recover from that because now you a couple of things. You don't have the same buying power anymore now. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 lose a lot of the confidence, you you break more even more rules trying to get back in a fast pace. It's, you you can never gain as fast as you lose it just because the overall loss of the buying power, right? So so Absolutely. keep that in mind. You know, you need to protect that capital at all costs. That is your vehicle to trade. And if you start damaging, you know, the 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 front two wheels of the vehicle, you ain't gonna move forward very fast. <laughs> oh, so it's a fact. Be, be very careful with that. Um, 
But yeah, probably well, buying power guys, creates so that. Critical. You know, buying power is such a. You know, there are some that don't like to use it, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is a great tool to utilize. We use fixed risk hotkeys and stuff to make sure we can yeah. utilize buy power without putting us into too heavy of a risk mm -hmm. area. Um, but I mean, it's it. I mean, you guys have to preserve, right? It's a business, and you yeah. and you and and you you have to preserve capital because that's capital is how you make money. You know, you're 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 playing it, and if you're any again, this is what we say. We don't want any one moment today to jeopardize tomorrow. We don't want to have such a bad right. day today that we draw our account down for for a bunch of reasons, money wise. And then what Carlos is saying, you have physical capital, which is like your you know your monetary capital, mm -hmm. and then you have your mental capital, yes, right? Every trade yes. you take spends yeah. your mental capital too. You know, your first trade, you're normally feeling pretty good, and when you lose two or three trades, that mental capital gets really really low. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then and that's when we can hulk out. That's when we can have really big issues is when we start to do things we're not supposed to do, break rules we're not supposed to break. Right. Because our mental capital has just run low. Right. And that's where you that's where you have to be really, really careful um, as a trader, because, again, same thing here. We don't want to take one day and have one day. You know, we're supposed to lose four R that day. That's what we want to lose, right? If we, yeah, if, we yeah. I, if you're a trader and you say, hey, I lost 4R today, and I go, did you follow your rules? And you say, yes, I'll just look at you and go, great job. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. literally be excited yeah. for you. And, and I know that's so silly. You guys, don't, it's true. Because I'll be like, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a better day for you. And by following your rules today, tomorrow when you're winning, it'll be that much easier to follow your rules. But the problem is you panic today. Tomorrow when you win, you will panic even though you are winning, right? Yeah. You will take profit right. too early. Yeah. You will cut. You will not let those positions mature, and you will not get the money you need to recover your losses from the prior days because you're going to be so panicked and so fearful that as soon as you see a little green drop into the bucket, you're just going partial, 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 and right. you're just going to take right. money off of it and dilute that position. And you got to let those winners run. You got to cut those losers. You got to let those winners run. Friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation and finding some useful tips that you can put into practice. Want to remind you to please leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening in. And those watching on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up. It truly does help our podcast grow to continue to bring you these episodes. Remember that you can always reach us at podcast at bearablytraders.com. You can send us an email with your feedback or any topic you would like us to cover in the future. Remember, you have tons of free resources in our website, tradingterminal.com, that are available to you right now, such as scanners, free simulator, and very shortly, a live simulator that you can practice in a real-time market environment. And if you are interested in joining a trading community, check out bearwoodtraders.com for more information. Let's get back to our conversation. So one thing you could do as well is we talked about, you know, setting up a system where you can visualize what's actually happening, understand that that probabilities, there should not be one trade that's more important than the other, right? And then cut your losers quickly and let your winners run. Um, another thing too is, you know, you can't let the losing streak take on the, this big important role where like, oh my God, I have to get a winner, I have to get a winner. You know, if you're if you're in a losing streak, and like you said, going back to your, that point too, if you're following your rules, and you're in a losing streak, that's okay. Just reduce the number of trades, but don't change anything. You know, don't go out there now taking more trades. Don't go out there risking a lot more. Keep continuing with the process because um, at the end, this losing streak is going to end. And at the end of it, it's gonna the, what's gonna determine whether you know you survived it or not is whether you follow your process of risk management or not. 
That's it. We're all going to go through losing streak. There's nobody that I have met that has not gone through a losing streak um, in some time in their career, some bigger than others. What you don't want is to go through a losing streak. And at the end of that losing streak, you can't trade because you blew up your account or you have such a big drawdown that now you're below PDT. Um, so don't put this emphasis on, oh, I have to get a win. You know, put the energy and efforts into, I need to follow my rules here. You know, I need to follow my guidelines. If my stop loss is 150 a day and I'm losing for the last three days, you know what? Maybe let's reduce the max loss to 50, but keep following the same process because that is your edge. The minute you change that, now you don't have an edge, right? So mm -hmm. it's so critical to do that. Yeah, 100%. It, you know, that's going to, it seems like that's going to be our main theme, but it's, you know, it's capital preservation here, both emotional and your physical. You, you just got to be really careful. Again, you go under PDT, now you can't make money, right? So that's, yeah. you know, and, 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 and the thing is, is it's, it's PDT for those, for those of you who are trading live, you know, and if you're, you know, this is one of the reasons why we recommend funding your account with like 50 instead of like 30. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah. If you got 30, you got 30. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to say, you know, one thing or the other. But my point being is when you're starting at 30, there's only five grand between you and PDT, yeah. right? Which is not very much not money. You know, 20, mm -hmm. For those of you who are unaware, um, PDT is the pattern day trading rule that I, I forget when it got imposed. It was like the 90s or something, mm -hmm. I think. Um, they, they put that there, which basically means if you have a book brokerage account and you're going to actively day trade, so you're going to put a position on and take it off within the same tiff of day, right that you that you have to have at least 25k in your account why it I, I i will never tell you why i don't i don't know how that helps or what it does but there it is so yeah, um yeah. and but because of that if you have a thirty thousand dollar account you, that's a lot of pressure knowing that if you lose 5k you can't trade anymore as a day trader so yeah, you need to yeah. as you're building your book of business if you will for your for your day trading something you need to keep in the back of your mind is when i fund my account I want to make sure, you know, you know, some of us had like a pension that was left over from either a prior gig. Some of us, you know, you know, sold business stuff mm -hmm. or something like that. And, and when you fund that account, you need to think if I'm going to draw on my account, especially immediately, you, yeah. you know, you need yeah. to understand that you're going to be drawing down against your business. Right. Every single time you take money out of that, you're diluting your buying power. You're getting that much closer to PDT. And once you get down towards PDT, that's when things get really, really creepy. You start doing really, really, you know, it, I, I've been there before, drawn down really close to PDT. Yeah. yeah. You, you start going into these like YOLO thoughts, like, man, maybe I should just, I've only got like a grand left before I hit PDT. Maybe I should just do a big, like, $1,000 risk trade. All see in if on I can GameStop. Get four or five G's <laughs> into this bank. Yeah. Load up on GameStop for the long. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's do something, you know, and those are the moments that your account will get smashed. You'll, you'll uh -huh. go in there and you'll do something silly, something outside your system, something you haven't tested, something you haven't perfected, and then the market does something really weird and you're just, and, and that is where we lose the majority of our traders are in those moments. And, and then you try and walk them back, like you're like, well, yeah, dude, you, you weren't following your system, you weren't following your rules, you know, you have yeah. all these things, like you're, you're okay, you just, but by, by then the mental capital is burnt Oh, burnt. You know, their Absolutely. physical capital yeah. is burnt. So now yeah. they have to actually fund back in. And, and yeah. when you put those two things together, it, it, it's really difficult to get over that emotionally. You know, when you got to put money back in and you got to talk yourself back into it emotionally. A lot of people will cut and run when that happens, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that'll be the end of a lot of traders' careers when you get to that point. And, and you can you can avoid this, guys. I know, I know that 
Um, you are going to take big losses. Everybody does. Everybody takes that one day where, you know, they just lose their cool. I haven't, you know, talked with a trade that hasn't done that yet. Um, but if you're able to cap that as much as possible, you know, you you can still protect your account from, from blowing up, right? And that's the whole thing. Don't blow up as you're going through the learning curve. Um, and not just um, new traders. Also, traders that have been trading for a while, you know, things can be going pretty good. I mean, Thor, you, you had a winning mm -hmm. streak, a winning streak of like... Uh, was it, like 50 days well, I remember mm. that that huge winning streak it was it was quite a, a couple of days and it happens for yeah. everybody where you go on these winning streaks um you know eventually it's gonna end eventually you yeah. are gonna lose no matter how many days uh how many how long you've been trading for um it's not just for new traders also experienced traders need to understand that losing is part of the process well, uh, winning streaks have their own inherent problems I too know. because I everyone get wants to, to know too. when it ends yeah uh, first yeah. off everyone wants to know when it ends and, and number two you kind of or start getting into a doubtful position like man i'm just ready for this thing you know there, it's almost like you just kind of want to get the red day out of the right, way right so you can do it but it's stick to the system the reason why i didn't i went such a long time is because i was sticking to the system the day i took a red uh the you know my day i the last day i took a red day was entirely my fault uh yeah. you know it's, yeah. i you know i i didn't i i actually anticipated i what what stunk about it and many of you will completely resonate with this which is i was right about every one of the ideas I had, I just missed them all because I anticipated them, right? Yeah. I, I wasn't quite patient enough to let the market get into the ranges where I was. I realized I was longing before it got into the range that I like to start longing in. So I took a lot of chop trying to get in and then I got, and then eventually it got in and by then I was already at max loss, right? Yeah. So I, I'd already yeah. finished my day and at that point there's nothing you can do about it. I came back the next day and I 10 would the next day. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I and I, I took four R loss, which was how much I was supposed to. I came back the next day. I, ten, you know, I normally only go for four or five R a day. I 10 R mm -hmm. the next day. Right. Yeah. Which just shows yeah. if I'd have, I, you know, I might have gotten that day back yet that previous day. I could have also have lost 10 R that day. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the great day I had today, would I have gotten 10 R today or would my emotional capital been so burnt from the yeah. previous day of losing 10 R that maybe on that this day I would have only taken three. I would have just stopped trading, right? right I hit oh, 3 right. I'm done for the day. Okay, I made my money. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, I'm back in. I was <laughs> yeah, so scared. Yeah. Yesterday stunk. Today's better. Oh, thank goodness. But today was the kick day, right? You, I could have made a lot of money today, but I didn't because I'm still emotionally and mentally wrapped up in yesterday, right? Yeah. Which was a really yeah. bad day because I violated my rules and I lost a lot of money, you know? But on my day when it went red, I was just like, Man, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Statistically, I've been due this day for a long time. It's yeah, a day. You knew it was coming. The next day, yeah. the yeah. next day I woke up. I, I sat down in the chair. I said, okay, let's get into trouble. Let's do this. You know, I just sat yeah. down, started looking for tickers, went through my same routine that I go through every single day. Isolated this, you know, similar ticker. I actually traded the same tickers that I had traded the day before because they were still in play. It was like a market move kind of a day. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and, and so I went in there and got it and then boom, lit the day, had a great day and walked away and I went, hmm, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, and that's the thing when yeah. you have a system, you know, when you're focused on, you know, like we like to say pretty pictures, you know, it's, it's, I'm not focused on how much money I'm making every day. I'm just focused on the sheer execution of my trading ability because that I can control. I can't control yeah. if the market goes up, can't control if it goes down after I get in, before I go in, during, you know, any part of the process, I have zero control over anything. Correct. All I can do is control when I push the button to get in and get out of trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's what I do. Manage risk. If you focus there, you'd be surprised how, and, and how, how well is, things uh, can go. 
that is really where all your energy should be going, you know, when you get in and out. Because, you know, if you're, if you're thinking in probabilities, you can't control the outcome. There's nothing you can do. And if you try to force that, uh, the market's just going to humble you very, very quickly, you know. Every time. So put all your energy into what you can control, which is getting in, in and out of a trade. Um, you have full control over that, right? The market cannot do to you anything that you don't let it. Mm -hmm. as simple as that you know the market cannot do to you anything that you don't let it so um if you, it's time to take a loss take the loss push the button get out and if you're in a losing streak you know work on reducing your number of trades hmm. and one one mistake too that i see um many traders make when they're in a losing streak is that they'll start changing things in their fundamentals in their system yeah and that yeah. is probably one Mid, of the midday. worst thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, you start saying, you know what, maybe this strategy is not working. I'm going to start doing this strategy or this strategy is not working. That is that is going to just snowball into a big, big problem. One, you're not going to get it right because you're mentally spanned already. You're just, you're just burnt out. So that's not going to work. Um, and if you haven't been practicing a strategy, why would you change it when you don't have the confidence, when you're losing money uh, and nothing is going well? It's the worst time to do that. And on top of that, usually what ends up happening, when you change that, the strategy that you were doing starts working because mm. the there's nothing wrong with the strategy. It's just that during that span of time, whatever, seven, six days, it was just not working, right? So yeah. you get, you got to be patient. Oh, 100% too. And and for those who do decide to, to change your strategies, I recommend actually going back into simulator for those changes. Correct, yes. Like, yes. If, like if you're really at the point to where you need to fundamentally reorganize your system, I don't know if I would recommend doing that in a live environment. Right. Um, you know, it's it, especially midstream, like where, okay, I've taken three trades, this isn't working. So my next two trades, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, yeah just say the words out loud for me and let me know how they ring in your ears. I mean, can't you just tell that almost sounds like a bad idea right off the get, right? So you guys got to like really, really pay attention to that kind of stuff. If you're really at the point where it's time for an overhaul of your system, which it may well be, Maybe, yes, right? If yes. you are executing at an A level, you are going in when you're supposed to, you're stopping out when you're supposed to, but you are still drawing down, your system is not working. Brakes, put the brakes on, return yourself to simulator and 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 start messing with the system right uh, start you know start adjudicating it figure out what's worked get it to perform over a month or so and then take the new system live and start scaling it if you are if you are midstream changing a system while you're live on money you are not doing it right, right you know what i mean right. these, these things should not be done live um i mean it's it's i don't know i i i wish i had a better reason to explain to you why you shouldn't just can we yeah, just do there, it? There, take my word for it. Yeah, yeah there's tons. There's tons <laughs> As someone of who has reason. been there, done that, yeah. just take my word for it. You, you do not want to be chasing a, a win to jump out of this losing streak so bad that you're doing things to make it worse. And that would be a, a, something to do to make it worse, right? Um, so yeah, so it's so important to to have a strong mental game. And guys, we know what we're saying is sounds easy to say, but it's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. We understand that. Um, this if is why was, we'd have a lot more traders out oh, there consistently making money if it was just absolutely. easy. It's not. You know, I, I remember reading books before I started trading live. I remember reading some books where people blew up, you know, huge thousands of dollars. And I'm like, oh, I would never do that. Um, but this reminds me, this reminds me of something, you know, um, even more simpler. Uh, when I was younger and I used to get into cars where parents had kids, I look in their back seat, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Why is there garbage all over the place? There's crackers, like this is insane. Now I got three of my own 
And now I understand why. <laughs> you know? Dad, where do I put this garbage? <laughs> yeah, just every, throw in the back. <laughs> every day I open up the back seat and it's like they're eating. There's like, it's like, it's it every out. day. It's every, so now I get it. So yeah, so you might, you might hear something, read something and say something until you are in those shoes and you realize the mental pressure that it takes to not make these errors. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you really got to, again, hear this repetitively over and over again, put system in place. Like the one I mentioned, you know, getting up from your seat, go across the room and write down whether it was a loss or, or a win. And I this like will that help a lot. You, it'll help you. Vis- I mean, it got me out of that I just too, like lose- the pacing yeah. of it all too. Yeah. Having to take yourself yeah. off the trade for a minute. So yeah. you're not chasing, you're not rust, r- running. If you find yourself getting out of your chair and running to the whiteboard to mark it so you can run back, <laughs> something's probably wrong. not in a good time to, you something's know, probably, probably something's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I like, I like the visual nature of that. A, a buddy yes. of mine um, has a, he, he, he put it all in like a, like kind of like a similar to like a, you know, I have like a little fake Bitcoin here on my desk here. Yeah. It was kind of that same thing before he takes a trade, he actually takes his coin and he puts his coin on the table in front of him. So he has to, so he has to real, you know, so there's a physical attachment to the money he's about to put in. So, but you know, our adage was, you know, take like a thousand dollar, you know, a stack of, you know, a stack of, you know, big old stack of bills and just Mm -hmm. have that sitting on your desk. And every time you have to get, you're about to get into a trade, take, grab the bills and move it from one side of your keyboard to the other back and forth. So every time you take a trade, you have to visualize I'm about yeah, to drop it's, some It's like a, a mental check. It's so easy to sit here and just hit the button, hit the button, hit the yeah. button, you know, go long, go short, change stocks, go to this one, go to that one. And usually when you're searching for a win so badly, you end up doing that where, where you're just jumping from stock to stock and just breaking every rule in the book. So, you know, being able to have that that physical uh, kind of a checkpoint is going to help you, you know, kind of prevent that from happening. Um, Absolutely. And, and build that trust, guys. Build that trust in thinking and probabilities, not just knowing about them, because many of you guys know this already. This is not nothing new, but fully trust the process of probabilities, meaning that you are you understand that 10 trades, you're going to lose four of them. Out of 100 trades, you're going to lose 40 of them. You know, truly believe in that, and you still can be a profitable trader. Your job is just to not lose the confidence. And on, if those losses come all together, can you control your mental state and not blow up your account and not let these losers run, you know, past your max loss. Easier said than done. But if you can do that, you know, you are going to get over this losing streak um, mm-hmm. thinking that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Always for the for the losing streak and making sure you're going out execution first. Make sure you're focused on you because yeah. you are what you can control. Don't get focused on the market. There's no it's not a although there probably is a secret cabal. They're not out to get you. <laughs> right there, yes, they, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you're using common systems and with common, you know, concepts based on common knowledge, right? So they know where your stops are. The market is designed to entice participation, mm-hmm. which means creating fear and FOMO, higher lows, higher no. They know where you're going to put your stops. So they intentionally will run the price into them in order to see if they can stop weak handed participants out. Right. right. This stuff right. exists, but it's not personal. It's business. Right. You've heard that. Right. Every every yeah. good movie line. Right. It's not personal. It's business. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? It's probably a little personal, uh, but they're <laughs> but they don't care. Uh, but, they're, yeah. you know, the thing is, is, again, like all you can control is you and your interaction with the market. Right. And um, we talk a little bit about um, my one of my favorite thing is like like surfing or whitewater rafting or any of these other sports that we do, you can't control nature or the elements of the things that are around you, but you can control when you get on the board, right? You can get control when you put your raft in the water. You can control when you commit Mm -hmm. your liquidity to the market. 
right? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you said that earlier, and I really, really liked that whole concept, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's your fault. Like no matter what happens, you know, yeah. you're the one who's yeah. hitting the button. You're the one who's putting it in. If things go right, don't get mad at the market, Correct. right? If things yeah. go wrong, don't get mad at your computer, right? If, if all, what you need to do is you need to focus on you. And if your mm -hmm. execution is pristine, right, then it's not your fault, right? You just have a system that's not performing. So yeah. you can yeah. start adjusting the system. But if it's your fault and you're not executing the way you should be executing, right? Then what happens is the opposite of that, right? You, yeah. you end up in, you know, you end up in a scenario where not only is your system not performing, you have no way of figuring out if it's performing or not, right? Because right. you are right. not executing as, as well as it is not performing, right? right. So, right. and that's, you got to start somewhere and it's always going to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining this podcast today. Um, again, we, you can always reach us at podcast at bearbootraders.com. Uh, so send us an email there. We have, a, we have a couple of emails that we received from a couple of names here. Mark Carroll, so Lewis as well. Daniel, thank you for reaching out, giving us your feedback. So we appreciate it. We read through every single one of these. There's some more on here. The, the list is long. But what we plan on doing in the future is maybe putting a podcast of just Q&A. So we'll take our, our, our emails and group them together into subjects, and then we can answer those subjects, you know, so we can cover every email. Because some of these emails won't be uh, entire podcast uh, but we do want to uh there are important points that we do want to get to so thank you for sending your suggestions in if you haven't done so please do so hit that thumbs up over on youtube and on apple podcast and spotify uh hit i don't know if there's any stars there but hit the stars there as well so guys take care and we'll see you in the next episode thank you everybody see you around